Welcome to the Harley Rabbit. I'm Harley, your hostess for the evening. Can I take your coat? Thank you. Please follow me. Sit down, please. It's a little loud in here, isn't it? That's better. It's so fun to explore your kinks. You can learn so much about yourself. And that's why Slade and I built this place. It's kind of like a virtual secret cinema where you get to experience all kinds of BDSM fantasies, all from the privacy of your own headphones. So let's talk about you. What fantasies would you like to experience here? Many of our members don't know what they like yet, and they use our fantasies to learn about what works for them. Other members come here to experience something they probably wouldn't want to happen in real life, like an abduction fantasy, for example. If I have piqued your curiosity, then please pay us a visit. You can listen to some of our fantasies for free, or you can use the code INTUIT at the checkout and get 25% off any paid fantasy of your choice. Find us at harleyrabbit.com and let's see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey, hey, friends, this is Harley Rabbit here, back with another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. I am super excited about today's topic. We will be talking about the free use kink. Weirdly, free use has actually been trending on TikTok lately, um, which is what brought it to my attention. It's also falls under the umbrella of CNC play, which as you guys probably know by now is kind of a thing for me. So of course I really enjoy uh, lots of facets of these, of this free use kink. The fact that it is currently trending on TikTok makes me think that there are lots of people out there who are super curious and super keen to give this a try. So I thought it'd be a great topic for today's episode. I'm going to take you through what this kink is in exactly in more detail, what people enjoy about it, um, some of the concerns that people might have about it. It is one of those more edgy kinks that do bring up some complicated feelings for people. So we'll have a little bit of a chat about those um, and hopefully make you feel a bit more comfortable with it if it is something you'd like to try. I'm going to share with you one of my free use fantasies, which I have recently turned into an audio fantasy. I'm going to play you a little bit of a snippet from that one. Um, That's going to give you a pretty big insight into what I enjoy personally about free use so much and what makes it so delicious for me. Um, But I also want to talk about free use can look very different between different people. So depending on what you are into, what you want to feel, There's many different ways to play that would fall under the banner of free use. So if that's something that interests you, stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's such a weird thing to say in 2023, isn't it? It's not like you're tuning into a radio. Um, But keep listening. Hopefully there'll be lots of value for you in this episode. Before we jump into all of that, just two quick things I wanted to mention. Number one, if you are enjoying this podcast and you would like to help it grow, then please give me a five-star rating. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, those star ratings are anonymous. So no need to worry about anyone seeing what you're listening to. I know that 
privacy in this space is very important. That said, the reviews, if you leave a review, um, that won't be anonymous. That will have your name on it. If you're comfortable with having your name on a review, then I would really appreciate that because reviews go a long way. But the star ratings also really help me out. Secondly, I just wanted to mention, um, maybe on a slightly more serious note, if I mention a person on this show, a kinkster, um, or if I'm friends with them on FetLife, please don't take that as an endorsement for that person. If I am connected with someone that you are potentially looking to play with and you would like to hear what I think about that person, then please give me a direct message on FetLife um, if you're on there or you can message me through the website if you like, harleyrabbit.com, and I will gladly tell you my honest experience with them. All right, with that out of the way, let's jump into today's episode. So what exactly is free use? Now, I found a definition on uh, an article I read on vice.com, which I think is really good. I will link the full article in the show notes if you're interested in reading that. But this is the definition that vice.com gave. Free use is an arrangement between two consenting adults. One partner has the liberty to initiate sex without asking and without foreplay, whether the other partner is occupied, asleep or what have you. Like most other kinks, how exactly this arrangement plays out will depend on the interests and boundaries of those participating. So nice big emphasis on consent there. When I think about free use, I've, I think you can really put it into two categories. As I said, there are lots of different ways to enjoy this kink and that will depend on your, as this definition says, it will depend on your interests and boundaries. Part of the definition of free use is that one partner is giving up the need for consent, um, which means it falls under the category of CNC play or consensual non-consent play. And for a lot of people, like myself included, this is part of the fun of it. It's this feeling of being used and objectified by your partner and not having a say in what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm going to explain this in a lot more detail later on in this episode, if that sounds a bit uncomfortable for you. Now, I will just say here is a bit of a disclaimer. This, of course, is a role play. And in reality, if either partner isn't up for it, they can always use a safe word and that play will stop. That is the consensual part of the consensual non-consent label. This is not actual abuse. But during my research into this kink, I realized that for a lot of people, it isn't really CNC or that's not really what it's about for them. So I think on the sub, there's a subreddit um, about free use. And from what I saw on there, it's more about, um, actually, hang on. I had it open on my computer. So the subreddit is called free use dash worlds where women are willing. Now, where women are willing doesn't really sound like a CNC type fantasy, right? It's more about that these women are willing to be used at your at your disposal at any time. And they're really happy about that. So to illustrate what that might look like, it might be that one partner is asleep and the other partner is horny and they're like, mm, you know what? I don't have to ask. I'm just going to use her while she's asleep next to me. And then she might wake up being fucked. Um, and she's totally into that. Um, or it might be something super casual, like 
you're playing PlayStation um, or Nintendo. I think this was actually a video that went um, quite viral on on um, Reddit. So this woman is playing Nintendo casually and her partner's like, hmm, I kind of want to fuck that. So he just starts banging her from behind. I haven't actually seen this video, but um, it was mentioned in that Vice article. And I think that visual really illustrates what this more casual version of free use looks like. So no one's resisting. They're just uh, doing whatever they're doing. They might be doing the washing or like folding clothes and their partner's like, all right, I'm going to fuck you now. Like that's, it's the casualness that feels really sexy. From what I was reading, I think because free use has got a bit of attention on mainstream social media and those clips don't really talk about the full picture it's generated quite a lot of controversy or it's being misinterpreted or misunderstood because you're just seeing what it looks like on the surface without seeing all the prior conversation that's been um, had between those two partners and of course that prior conversation is extremely important in making sure this type of kinky play is fun and safe and healthy One of the biggest concerns that I've seen about free use is that some people feel like it is normalising this um, kind of domestic sexual abuse or more specifically marital rape. Now, I don't know about the rest of the world, but in Australia, I just looked this up. Apparently, if a, um, a husband was to rape his wife, that was not seen as illegal. Um, up until the mid-80s and early 90s. It took that long for all the states of Australia to agree that, you know what, maybe that's not okay. Um, So it's a very recent cultural trauma that I think women as a gender are still recovering from. And seeing this free use kink on social media where it's really glorifying or normalising this kind of I'll fuck you whenever I want behavior, I can see why that could be really confronting or concerning. I think one of the biggest challenges for kink and BDSM is that on the surface, it can really look like abuse. You're often seeing one dominant partner and one submissive partner and the dominant partner appears to be harming or abusing either physically or mentally or sexually abusing their submissive partner but what you're not seeing is all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes it's important to realize that bdsm when practiced healthily is a consensual arrangement that is very fulfilling for both the submissive and the dominant in an abusive relationship where you have one partner dominating the other this is not a consensual relationship This is one partner deliberately harming the other to make themselves feel bigger and more powerful. And they're doing that at their partner's expense. They may have lost control due to anger or jealousy and they're effectively taking out those emotions on their partner. A BDSM relationship doesn't look anything like that. A BDSM relationship holds consent and boundaries at the at the top of the list that's the priority 
and a dominant partner, a good, healthy dominant partner, will always be in control of themselves. They're not there to take anything out on their sub. They're actually having a really intimate experience together that involves a hell of a lot of trust. Secondly, BDSM also allows us to explore parts of our personality that are a bit dark, that are a bit scary, but are actually parts of us that we mightn't be able to explore in our regular everyday life. Now, I know a lot of men, particularly good men, are really concerned about playing in this space because they don't want to do anything harmful to their female partner. They don't want to degrade or harm women in any way. And that's good. That's a really good place to start. But if you're someone who feels that way, I want you to try and understand this perspective. So for me, I am a very independent, capable woman. I have a lot of ambition and goals. Um, I'm an original thinker. I have a very even, equal relationship with my partner. But I also have this other side to me. Ever since I was a little girl, I've had this unexplainable attraction to want to be dominated, particularly by a male partner. And it isn't just dominated. I want to be confined in a small space or or tied up. And as I've grown older, I've wanted to feel victimized, humiliated, to feel vulnerable and degraded. All of these feelings are really arousing to me. And for a long time, that part of my sexuality was super confusing. And I thought that there was something wrong with me. Something had gone wrong. But as I've been on this kink journey, I've come to realize that these feelings are really common and really normal. And I can absolutely enjoy and explore this side of myself with a safe partner and have that be a fun and fulfilling sexual experience. Now, to give you a bit of an insight into my own dark psyche that I was just referring to there, I want to talk on this episode a little bit about my most recent audio fantasy that I brought out. This one is called Used and it is about this, it's an extreme example of a free use fantasy. Now, just a disclaimer here, this fantasy that I'm about to describe is a very extreme version of free use. It it may be too much for some people um, and it may be a bit triggering for some people depending on your different perspectives. But please understand that this is my fantasy. I can't help what my fantasies are. And as long as I can enjoy these fantasies safely and consensually, there's nothing wrong with that. So in this fantasy of mine, it is set in a dystopian futuristic world where women are basically sex slaves and men have the complete authority to use them whenever they want. In this world, it is really common for um, big workplaces or office buildings to have installed in their break room um, what I call a relief station, which is a private booth which contains a real living human female slave um, where men can go and use her at their will on their lunch break while they're at work. And that scene is completely normal um, and really healthy as a way to uh, reduce stress and tension throughout the workday. Now, already describing this fantasy, I want you to think about what I was saying earlier about the, the casualness of it, of this free use kink being part of the fun. 
So this is an, a mundane, everyday workplace environment where men are, okay, I'm clocking off on my lunch break and they can go and use a woman and have an orgasm and then go back to their working day. That's a big part of it, that a part of what makes it hot for me. Also in this fantasy is another really common aspect of free use, and that is that it's anonymous. And what I mean by that is it's kind of like in my imagination when I imagine this relief station or this booth that the men go into, there isn't just a woman there waiting to be used. She's actually kind of installed in the wall so that the man can access either, depending on which side of the wall he's on, he can access her mouth or if he's on the other side, he can access her butt and vagina. Can I say vagina on a podcast? I hope so. <laughs> but the important part of this is that the man can't see any other part of her body. So she's being reduced to just her, what I call, pleasure parts. And that's another really critical part of this fantasy, is that this feels like extreme objectification, where this woman isn't a human being anymore. She's literally just a vessel. And this is another reason why this fantasy really works for me. Now, I know there's going to be people out there that are feeling, oh, I don't know about this, um, but I just want you to at least hold in your brain to remain open-minded, that even if, if this is a fantasy that's uncomfortable for you, it is something that I find incredibly arousing and super, super fun. The anonymity, I have so much trouble saying this word, the an anonymity side of things is another really um, common part of free use. It's not integral so it's not something that's that has to be in this kink um but I think for a lot of people being um not knowing who like if you're if you're on the receiving end the sub end not knowing who is fucking you or playing with you is super hot that's part of it and not only not knowing who they are but it adds to that not having a choice it could be anyone any man can walk off the street and just use you so in my extreme free use fantasy, we've got casualness, objectification, and anonymity that are all showing up in this fantasy. And also CNC, I didn't talk about that one, but in my fantasy, this isn't, the slave woman isn't a particularly willing participant in this. She understands that this is the world that she's in and this is her place in the world, but she's not choosing to be in this position. Now, I've got some really interesting information that I read the other day. I'm reading a book called The Erotic Mind. Um, it's a brilliant book. I'm only, gosh, I'm only not even a quarter of the way through and it's already blowing my mind. Um, but I will put a link to that in the show notes. But I, I want to read you something that I came across in there about objectification specifically because it helped to validate the things that I'd always felt or suspected. And this book is based on scientific research so it helped to validate that what I felt was actually, yes, it's okay. Um, so hold that thought. I'm going to um, first play you a quick snippet from my audio fantasy while we're on this topic, and then we'll move on to talking a little bit more about objectification and the many ways that we can enjoy free use. So this is just a... I think it's about a two minute snippet of the very start of this fantasy. I can't play anything too sexual on the podcast, um, but hopefully this little snippet will give you an idea of what this world 
looks like and feels like and the kind of situation that I want to imagine myself in when I'm enjoying this free use kink. All right, so here it is. I'm inside a wooden crate. It's dark in here. I can see bright sunlight streaming in from between the timber slats. The crate is moving. I think I'm being lifted off a truck. I peer through the gaps and see two technicians dressed in navy blue overalls standing on the road below me. They are from the company. I'm being delivered to a new site today. Inside the crate, I'm naked, except for an industry standard black nylon body harness, which is strapped tightly around my torso. My wrists are bound together behind my back with a cable tie. And on my right shoulder, I've been branded with the company logo. The image of a king's crown over a bull's head symbolizes masculine strength and superiority. My crate is lowered off the truck, onto a large trolley. Through the slats, I can see we are outside an enormous city skyscraper, with black glass windows stretching higher than I can see. The two technicians begin wheeling me on the trolley, across the road toward the building. Glass automatic doors glide open as we enter the lobby. much quieter inside, away from the noise of the streets. It smells clean, like fresh carpet and carbon paper. We've stopped moving. We must be waiting for the elevator. The technicians wheel me inside. All right, so I'll just stop it there. How was that? Was that intriguing? Do you want to know what happens afterwards? If you do, you can, of course, purchase this audio fantasy on my website, harleyrabbit.com. This one is called Used. And because you're a podcast listener, please feel free to use the discount code Intuit, which will give you 25% off this purchase. That said, maybe listening to this audio fantasy was really not your thing and made you feel a bit uncomfortable Um, or maybe it's fine but you're just not really into it. That's fine too. We all have very different core desires, different emotions that turn us on. So yours may or may not be aligned with mine. But if you are still feeling a bit uncomfortable, um, either because you're really not into this or you don't think it's okay or maybe you are into this but you're not comfortable about being into it. I want to read you this little excerpt from The Erotic Mind now, um, where he talks about objectification, about why it is something that we feel very uncomfortable about, and also explains that it is a very common and normal desire that a lot of people have. So he starts by saying, the nature of lust is to objectify, a reality that can be troublesome for many people. According to one popular line of thinking, to see a person as an object is to do him or her a grave injustice. 
people must always be regarded in their entirety, not merely used for selfish gratification. Focusing on just a part of someone for sexual kicks, i.e. voluptuous breasts, bulging biceps, or their genitals, for instance, may even be considered a form of victimisation. Now, I think this paragraph really encapsulates what a lot of people feel instinctively when they hear about an objectification kink like free use. It sets off this little alarm bell that's like, no, 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 morally speaking, we're not supposed to do this to other people. That's not okay. And that is a completely normal reaction to have. It is very important to be able to understand that objectification is an area of kink that requires a lot of careful consideration as to what each person is and isn't okay with. It can be quite dangerous if a sub enjoys being objectified, but to the point that it's affecting his or her um, mentality or self-esteem. You don't want to actually damage someone's psyche and make them believe that they are not a valuable human. You want them to be able to have this exhilarating experience, but then to be able to come back to their normal empowered self after that experience is over. The author then goes on to say, like most aspects of erotic life, lusty objectification isn't so simple. At its best, it is an effective source of validation and approval. Having a desired partner perceive you as an object of desire can be flattering and exhilarating. Both men and women, although by no means at all, crave opportunities to be responded to as sex objects, and more than a few bemoan to the fact that it happens too rarely. And as a society, we spend billions of dollars and untold hours trying to make ourselves more attractive sexual objects. I thought that last line was particularly interesting considering the uh, fashion, beauty, fitness industries. When you view objectification through that lens, you can see that almost all of us want to be the object of someone else's desire. We at least on at some degree want to be objectified and we're comfortable with that. We find it flattering. But if you have an objectification kink, it's like amping that up to 11. A small example might be, I just bought some new lipstick because I want people to notice me and think that I look hot. No harm in that. But a more extreme example might be, I just bought a collar and dog leash because I want my partner to, I want it to feel like they own me, that I am their property. And by being their property, my purpose is to be, to fulfill their sexual desires. And that makes me feel really sexy. So you see how these are both forms of objectification, just on different ends of the spectrum. Just a little disclaimer here, saying that many of us might enjoy being objectified on one level does not mean that we are always wanting people to treat us that way. This is, objectification should be reserved for a very specific mindset or it may be something that needs to be earned through trust first. You might need to establish a trusting relationship with someone before you can enjoy the feeling of them objectifying you. So please don't take this as permission to just goggle at people and drool over them and talk to them like they're, that they exist as objects of your desire. That's not okay. You're probably not going to get a very good reaction from that. But if you've met someone and established that they're into this, they have an objectification kink, 
on some level. You can talk to them about what ways they would like to explore that feeling with you. And once you've established the uh, parameters of that play, then you can enjoy it and, and feel completely guilt-free. You're not victimizing anyone by doing that. Does that make sense? Lastly, I want to end this episode by just talking a little bit more about this spectrum of kinky play and, and talking about free use specifically and how that might look for different people. Now, I've just told you about my free use fantasy of being in this dystopian world and installed into a booth and, and used by multiple anonymous partners. That's a pretty extreme example of free use. But free use can also be much less intense than that. Um, and there's m- many more simplistic ways to incorporate a bit of free use kink into your sexy play. As I mentioned at the start, for some people, it's the casualness of it that makes it really hot. So you could talk to your partner about what situations might be fun to engage in. For example, waking up to your partner fucking you is a, for some people, it's super, super fun. And for some people, that's a hell no. So is that something you'd like to try? Um, the example of the woman playing Nintendo and her partner coming up and starting to bang her from behind while she was playing. And she doesn't even stop playing, mind you. She just keeps playing and smiling and, um, while her partner uses her in that moment. So is that something fun for you? For some people, it might be the naughtiness of it. So having an arrangement where your partner can take you at any time, anywhere, even if that feels super naughty. For example, you might be at a restaurant having dinner and your partner decides to have you in the restroom. Maybe you're visiting your in-laws and you excuse yourselves for a moment and have a quickie in one of the spare rooms. If this sounds fun to you, it's probably that naughtiness aspect of free use or that surprise aspect of your partner being able to spring this on you at any time. I've spoken a fair bit about objectification. If that sounds like it's fun to you, there's lots of really fun ways to play with, uh, with objectification. Um, for example, something Slade and I do is he'll often take me from behind but put something over my head, like a pillow or a pillowcase. Just make sure you can breathe. Please be safe. Um, but having something that hides my head or face is very dehumanizing and that feeds into my objectification kink. Another example could be him banging me while he's watching porn. So he's just using my body literally um, and ignoring me, which makes me feel very objectified, which I'm into. I know I keep saying that, but I think it's important that I reiterate when I tell these stories that I'm very much into this. If it's the CNC side of free use you like, um, you might want to incorporate some bondage or um, resistance into that free use game. One of the things I love about having a cage, and I know I'm one of the very few people who are lucky enough to have my own cage, but being in the cage makes me feel like I'm being stored for use for whenever my master might want to have me. If you don't have a cage, um, something as simple as a collar can give that same effect. It can make you feel owned like a slave and you don't have that autonomy over your own body. Your master can use you because you are essentially their possession. And the last example I have here is group play. So this is quite an extreme 
version of the free use kink. It's taking it to that um, upper end of the spectrum. And this one is really about being used by multiple people at the same time. If this is something that interests you, I'm going to do a special backstage video after this podcast all about group play and free use. And I'll tell you about my one of my big bucket list items, which involves a group play scenario. Um, so if you'd like to hear all about that one, head over to my website, harleyrabbit.com. You can watch that video for free. You just need to be a member of the Harley Rabbit website, which is also free. So just head over to harleyrabbit.com forward slash backstage for that one. All right, guys, I think I will leave it there. Till next time, play safe, have fun, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink.